1: I'm Keegan and I'm Madigan and you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Oh, we just scared the shit out of Dorothy. Whoops, sorry. She almost bonked her head on the desk because she's like, her head is right below. And so when we clapped, she was like, mirror centimeters away, millimeters away. Very scary for a dog. (laughs) Very, especially for Dorothy. She's tiny. She's got tiny little bones on her head. So Keegan and I, we always kind of check in with each other before we start recording. And um, we were both kind of expressing that we were having rough days for two uh, similar but different reasons. And uh, just kind of trying to process how to do this episode again this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say I've had a hard week. Like, it's been a difficult week just in general. Um, And then, of course, for obvious reasons that we'll get into, it was made exponentially more difficult emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, which, of course, also has its toll on you physically. So, yeah, it's been a hard week. And I think that most Americans probably know what we're talking about. And, in fact... Probably a lot of people overseas also know what we're talking about. I've seen some
1: discussion. We actually got a comment from uh, somebody. I believe it was somebody that said that they were Southeast Asian and that their community was... Uh, supporting george floyd and it was really great that they commented on our page you know and said that and i i liked it i thought that was yeah. very sweet of them so it is something that i think is being talked about everywhere uh, so obviously i had that in my notes and because i needed to make my day a little bit better i did add something positive as well so okay so do we should you want to get us started then
0: yeah we should get into it because we have a few things to talk about today okay um partially what do you want to talk about first do an episode last week but also just because there has been so much in the news this week actually most of what's in my notes um, happened this week and it is a lot so I'm going to very quickly touch on a couple of things and then we can kind of get into the rest of it because I know that that's going to be the bulk of our episode this week and we don't want it to be too too long. Um, but especially as we are going into Pride Month, I did want to acknowledge on this podcast, um, we won't dedicate very much time to it, but I wanted to acknowledge that Larry Kramer, who is a outspoken AIDS activist and author, uh, he was the author of A Normal Heart. Um, he was an HIV positive man, but he was kind of on the front lines of the AIDS epidemic well before he himself was diagnosed with HIV. And, um... He did pass away at the age of 84 this week of pneumonia. So that is a huge loss to yes. the LGBTQ community. So I wanted to acknowledge that. The other thing that I wanted to touch on really quickly, just because I feel like we have to, is that Twitter finally
1: tried to put Trump in his place this week. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> I don't know this at all. I feel like I've been in, I've been looking at like only maybe four stories this week obsessively and that's it.
0: Yeah, so Twitter placed a fact check warning on two of Trump's tweets that claimed without evidence that casting ballots by mail allows for voter fraud. So, oh, should I
1: did read this. Okay, yes.
0: yes. Yes, so Twitter put like a little warning that was like, hey, just make sure you fact check this thing. And of <laughs> course, because there was, I mean, it's completely unfounded. But they're There's, asking
1: to fact check the president, and that's hysterical.
0: Yes, well, they have to. I mean, they should have done this long before now. Of course, but it's still, the
1: concept is still absurd. Yes. Yeah. So
0: um, Trump, of course, he lashed out at Twitter. He compared fact-checking labels to censorship and accused (laughs) um, Twitter of stifling conservative voices. And um, he, of course, didn't provide any... Examples to back up this assertion, but on Thursday, today, for us recording, he signed an executive order aimed at limiting the broad legal protections enjoyed by social media companies. So he said that tech companies have, quote, unchecked power to censor, restrict, edit, shape, hide, or alter, which is really funny coming from him, given Mm -hmm. that this is a man who, I mean, this is the alternative facts era like his presidency is all about fake news and alternative facts so the fact that he's pointing to social media and saying like they're doing this shit is really crazy Uh, Um, he's the king
1: of that you know
0: yes and But legal experts have said that they're doubtful that the move would have any practical effect on any of these social media tech giants like Facebook or Twitter. Um, And legal observers described the action as, quote, political theater, arguing that the order does not change existing federal law and will have no bearing on federal courts. But I think it's just really funny that our president got his pride wounded, yeah. Because of a fact check label, because he just says whatever the fuck he wants, because he's never been put in his place fucking ever. And like somebody doing it hurt his pride to such a degree that he in the middle of a pandemic and when this country is burning to the ground, decided now was a good time to put forth an executive order because his fifis were hurt. Right. So, exactly. So there's that. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about, and this will lead us in to Perfect. um George Floyd. Um, Let's talk about a Central Park Karen that came up this week. Fuck Karen. Fuck her. This. Oh, I also want to apologize to nice Karens because I feel so bad that you had
1: a name that was just a normal name. And honestly, Karen always seemed like a sweet mother name to me growing up. And now it has a completely different meaning. I do not know who decided to
0: start using it, but literally no one can ever name their kid Karen ever again. Never again. Um, But on Monday, there was a video that went viral of a woman who was identified as Amy Cooper interacting with a black man um, who was later identified as Chris Cooper. No relation.
1: Yes. I remember
0: reading that and being like, wait, what? His name is Chris Cooper, right? Hold on. So Christian Cooper. I don't know why in my brain I was just like, Chris Cooper. Sure. I mean, he could have been a Chris. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe he goes by Chris. Exactly. Um, But so uh, there was an encounter over Memorial Day weekend. They were in a part of Central Park called the Bramble. Mm -hmm. And the Bramble is a part of Central Park that is devoted and dedicated to bird watching. There has been a lot of flora and fauna that has been planted in the Bramble to attract birds. And Christian Cooper is a bird watcher. It's one of his favorite pastimes. So he spends a lot of time in the Bramble, and he was in the Bramble watching. Birds. When Amy Cooper came along, I guess she was exercising or something with her dog, uh, and her dog was off leash. Mm-hmm. And in this particular part of Central Park, you cannot have your dog off leash. It there's a lot of ground birds that it disturbs. It also disturbs um, a lot of the plant life that is grown there to attract the birds. So it's really upsetting when somebody allows their dog to roam around off leash. It's not good. Anyway, um, unless you're in a part of the
1: park. Right. I don't know what the laws are, if there's like a dog park section, but I know in LA there's a leashing law where you have to have your dog on a leash. And it's something that I've had friends where they've either lost their dog or their dog has accidentally killed another dog like it's just leash your dogs it's just right yes
0: you should do it and I understand like I used to have a dog um Osiris I had a dog who was so obedient that you did not need to leash him because he would stay by your side he was not going to leave your side however it's not just for the safety of Other dogs, it's for the safety of your dog as well. Keep Mm -hmm. your dog on a leash um, unless you are in an area of the park, which I'm pretty sure Central Park has areas that allow for that. So if you're in that area of the park, fine. Let your dog run around unleashed. But especially in this, it's so disrespectful. So first of all, you have a woman who's breaking rules. It's disrespectful. So she is allowing her dog to run around off leash. Literally all he says to her Is, hey, can you put your dog on a leash? She gets antagonistic, says, no, I'm not gonna put him on a leash. So, Christian Cooper, because he's dealt with this before, and look, I don't wanna debate whether or not this was the right thing to do or is a right thing to do, but he keeps dog treats in his pocket, basically. To because he's found that whenever dog owners don't want to leash their dog, he can give the dog a, he can go to give the dog a treat, and then the dog owner will leash their dog because most dog owners don't want strangers
1: giving their dog food. So it, that's a is a very uh, sad, not sad, but it's, it's a weird thing to think of and like have to do. I've never thought of that. I haven't encountered it enough, but I'm sure if he is such an avid bird watcher and has experienced that before.
0: And right. He I makes mean, a great and, point. He makes a good listen, point. And listen, I can see how that would be, like, people are protective of their animals. And yeah. I can see how that could be, like, like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. However, if she had just put her dog on a leash, as she was supposed to, end of the conversation. This conversation would be fucking over. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, is, like, uh, there. are And I'm not saying that this is a reason at all, but she reminds me of every like crazy dog lady that has an opinion or gets offended when you say anything. It's kind of like a weird mom thing, too. Or even just a person that gets offended because you're pointing out they're doing something wrong where they go on the defensive mode because she went from zero to 60. Absolutely. Real fast. Like he, he pulls his phone out and he starts recording. And this woman is like insane.
0: Right. She goes from zero to 60 super, super quickly. And she was in the wrong. I think that that's something that needs to be pointed out is like the entitlement of this person that they can get so offended. And look, I understand also from the perspective of a woman, I understand like you're alone in a situation with a man. I get that. However, you had every opportunity to turn around and leave. He was not coming towards you in any way. He was not being... uh,
1: like he he wasn't being aggressive and this is the thing it's not about her being uncomfortable because he's a man that is not so I'm sure you were just about to get to this, but as we watch this video, she threatens to call 911. And she says that she's, she threatens him and says, I'm going to say there's an African-American man who is harassing me. So it's not just, it's not just a man on the street. She's, She's making it very, very clear what her intention is and what she sees her advantage is in the situation.
0: Right. So, I mean, she can say, I was scared because it was a man and maybe that's true but then she immediately turned around and weaponized the situ her whiteness mm-hmm. she weaponized her whiteness she used white victimhood to her advantage because she knew what would happen if she called the police and yeah. said very specifically there's an african-american man threatening my life and, and you so know that's what i what thought she did
1: and and she knows exactly what she's saying. As soon as I heard there is an African-American man threatening me uh-huh. and she's threatening to say that, she's threatening to kill him.
0: Well, absolutely. absolutely.
1: She's threatening she knows- to kill him. Look, we live in America in 2020.
0: You know what can happen in a situation like this. And before she even called the police, because he starts recording her mm-hmm. and she gets very aggressive. She's coming towards him. He sounds very calm on the uh, like talking to her and She says, stop recording me. And he says, no, I'm not going to. Which, by the way, let me say, 100% of the time, I would give my brothers the same fucking advice. You get that fucking evidence. You protect yourself. Yep. Because if there wasn't evidence... People would take her side, you know what's so, funny
1: is i was I told Keegan before we started recording that I had a really great conversation with T today about all of this because it's not something that his parents really have a conversation with, but that was the first thing he said is he I told him that a lot of times these police officers don't get convicted of murder, and he said, um well, but there's evidence." That was the first thing he said, and I'm like, sometimes that doesn't matter if you're powerful enough, you know well,
0: and there's own, own that's a recent thing it's a yeah. recent thing that bystanders have been recording these interactions,
1: or yeah, will Smith on the other end will Smith said something uh I read a quote that somebody had like quoted of him on Instagram, but it said something like. Uh, racism isn't new filming it is it was something a- yes. along those lines and that's yeah. very true like this is uh, you know like you said earlier we grew up in an era where we believed that racism was dead it was in the past and now suddenly we can't look away from it it's in our faces it's in social media everywhere
0: right you I know mean, and I read a really good article which I'll send you to put in the notes Um, when I was Doing my prep for George Floyd, um, there was a New York Times article that's basically talking about that. Like, we are policing the police. That's the thing. Because their account of these situations are very, very, very different from the account that we see recorded. And if it wasn't recorded, we would have no recourse. We would have no way to say... I don't think that's what happened or I think you're lying, you know? So I, I would give that to my brothers, my uncles, my dad. If you're in a situation like this, start recording. Absolutely start recording. Right. Um, so she, he's recording her. She's like, stop it. He's like, I'm not going to. So before she even calls the cops, she says, I'm going to call the police and I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. And he says, go ahead. And yep. she does. She calls the police and she says... A couple of times there is an African-American man threatening my life. Tell me why mm-hmm. saying his race was important unless you wanted the police to come out with all the force that they usually use against African-American men. That's exactly. what you wanted.
1: Um, I, I, I don't know if in her head she was thinking it of being a, a scare tactic to get him to go away. Like, look, I'm actually going to go through with it.
0: But you know what? But she that's didn't a need horrible to get him
1: fucking thing. To, and I don't think that's what she did go at away. all. That could be an offense no. of hers, but I don't think that that's it at all because well, it was fucking brutal. And she didn't need him to go away. She could have gone away. That's right. the thing. Exactly. Is like he exactly. wasn't
0: being aggressive towards you he asked you to do a thing honestly she didn't even have to put her dog on the leash she could have just said you know what buddy fuck you and walked away with her dog and none of this would have happened
1: yeah that's true so i guess like, i was like, just i don't know i always i like to be devil's advocate advocate at times where i think no, like totally. a defense attorney where i'm like what would like what would my care mind say you know what and, i mean and, and she, i'd feel like that what? would be what she would say she
0: gave her apology and what her apology was was bullshit It was bullshit, and also, like, her excuse was I was afraid. Uh I was afraid. Which is every cop's excuse. But it's like being afraid made you racist? Like, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand. As a woman, I understand being afraid of being alone with a man in an isolated area. I don't understand how that makes you want to murder the man by police. I don't understand that. Um, So anyway... This whole thing happened by the time the cops arrived um she she was like police need to be here be here immediately he's threatening me he's threatening my dog by the time they arrived neither one of them were there her life is in fucking shambles as it should be I don't have really any sympathy for her I feel nothing um, yeah she lost her job the um The rescue where she got her dog, took
1: the dog away. Oh, because did you see how the dog was reacting during this video? That was very telling to me because she riled that dog up. And that dog looked vicious.
0: She was holding it. I I understand, like, okay, I have a whole other section of this that I want to talk about. Okay, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. But, like, she, she was holding the dog in a way that was... Uncomfortable. Like you could tell that the dog was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. um And it, as it turns out, she had had several like violations in the past with this dog. Like there no. should have been, yeah, there should have been a welfare check on this di- dog like a long time ago. So, oh my there is, gosh. There is that. However, I do want to say just really quickly the amount <sighs> I feel for the dog. I'm glad the dog got taken away. Oh, like, yeah. All God of bless the shit. dog. But the amount I, of stuff I've seen on social media centered around the dog yeah. is a little
1: disheartening to oh, me. Oh, see, I haven't, I've, I don't go on Facebook anymore. I try not to, like, I've got to protect myself as much as possible. I didn't go that deep of a dive. I had no idea that people were focusing more on the dog than on the man. There are a
0: lot of people where they're like, well, oh. what, what they did to him was awful, but oh my god, did you see the dog? And I'm like, okay. Absolutely, but it's a dog. But she she could and she could have gotten this man killed, like very easily. Like when the police showed up, it was in the dispatch as a possible assault, so <gasps> they were coming in with that kind of energy. Oh, do you know what I mean? To yeah. a situation with a black man and a and a white woman, right? And as we know, with the history of this country, with white women and black men, it's a very dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. She weaponized her whiteness. She played on the stereotypes that we have of black men in this country as being violent and aggressive. Um, and she wielded all that shit to her advantage. Mm-hmm. So that happened earlier this weekend, which leads us to Sunday. What happened on Sunday. So yeah. all of this shit was back to back. So I do want to point out that like the reason why it's relevant is, I mean, honestly, it's so like, it's, it should be relevant it no matter out. what. But it, I mean, totally. But yeah. like, it's interesting the way it played out because what Amy Cooper did to Christian Cooper could have led to Christian
1: Cooper being a George Floyd. Of course. That is what's. Yes. And we saw, we've been seeing this, uh, excess of violence against black bodies on our social media within the last few weeks. I've been seeing it more and more and more. It's become like, it's one of those things where it's not like it's not happening, but it's starting to get everywhere. And I don't know if this is just something that I'm just noticing on my pages and I'm late to the game, but it seems to be something that we're all kind of like inundated with. Now, well, I this, feel the, the film, like the footage, and everything.
0: I feel like it comes in waves, first of all. Like, uh-huh. whenever there were um, the Ferguson riots and the things that were happening centered around all of that stuff, um, there were several incidents that had been filmed back to back. So, there is that aspect of it where these things come in waves. But it's also that people are recording it more because of what's happened in the past. Okay. People know now, like, immediately turn on your fucking camera like mm-hmm. when you see something like this and let me say I think it was Monday actually that I woke up I don't I didn't see anything on Sunday Sunday when it happened um oh no it was Monday night it was Monday night um, oh yes
1: sorry no Sunday um was how I was going to start my story sorry oh
0: I'm sorry oh go ahead then yeah
1: Oh, no, it's not a big deal. I just found it interesting. I was uh, reading that he was supposed to have a meeting with his friend Wallace White to talk about getting involved in Mad Dads. He had talked to his friend on a Sunday on that Sunday, uh, but that is men against destructive defending against drugs and social disorder. Um, so he was supposed to meet with him, this friend Wallace, later this week, but obviously never made it because he was killed by Derek Chauvin. Um I want to say in the beginning that I feel like this is going to be an interesting story for the two of us to discuss. And I hope it doesn't run too long <laughs> um, because we we both have different personal attachments to this story. Uh, me coming from Minnesota, particularly from the Twin Cities, I've always been a very proud uh, twin cities resident, especially because we've already, always been known to be very liberal. We've got great gay bars, a great gay pride parade. We were one of the first states to have gay marriage. I had every color at my high school. You know, I always kind of had this belief in my head that it was kind of this place that was immune from not violence, because I knew it happened, but like immune from um, just something so despicable, and that's maybe that's naive of me because we've had plenty of protests and riots there before. But there was something for me seeing uh, places that I know very well, literally in flames, and seeing people that are my neighbors being sprayed with tear gas and then being doused with milk. These are things that that was the first image that I saw this morning, and it was it was really upsetting to me, especially seeing so many familiar landmarks uh we're gonna talk about target burning target is minnesota like it's so symbolic there's so much to it and i know that there's meaning behind it i know where i come from and it's so frustrating to see and also heartwarming to see the people that have come out and also uh the mayor i can't see his name in my notes right now but he's um been great you know he's doing the best he can I believe and let's get into the story a little bit so okay so uh, yeah
0: so Minneapolis police they said that they were investigating um An accusation of forgery on Monday night in the southern part of the city. They confronted a man who was sitting on top of a car. And what the police said so, this is what the police said, this is their perspective. They said that the suspect physically resisted officers um, as he was being placed in handcuffs. First of all, he is an alleged forgery suspect. Why are you placing him in handcuffs in the first place? Um, But I digress. He appeared to be, quote, suffering medical distress. And according to the police statement that was released on Monday night after an ambulance was called to the scene, those are the things that they said. However, hours after they released this statement, there was a 10-minute video from a bystander that was posted on Facebook showing a completely different story, which is what we had just discussed. Mm -hmm. If people were not around to be filming these things and posting them on social media, All we would have is the record that the police gave. Mm -hmm. So the video, which I woke up on Tuesday morning, it's the very first thing I saw. Yep. And look, guys, I've seen a lot of shit at this point. I've seen a lot of shit at this point. I rarely see something that makes me catch my breath the way that this made me catch my breath. This was a man who had his knee on the neck Of this man, his neck looks like it's almost turned upwards Mm -hmm. the way that the knee is digging into it. And if you watch the video, which let me tell you, steal yourself if you're going to watch this fucking video because it is devastating. It is heartbreaking. It is eight minutes of a man begging for his life and asking for his mother. You have a grown man on the ground. You have bystanders telling the police you're going to kill him. You need to let up. He's not resisting. You're going to kill him. And this officer stays on top of him until after, after he is passed out. He loses consciousness and this officer doesn't get off of him. So that's what we see in this video. Okay. It is horrifying. I don't see how anyone could watch this video and justify what happened. I I simply don't because it doesn't matter what he did. And luckily, I haven't seen a lot of people trying to justify it in that way. But give it time
1: because I'm sure they absolutely fuck. No, will. we had somebody on our page. Uh, we oh, had did somebody. We? I didn't see it. We had somebody and um, Ashley from Keep It Weird was was in the comment section. Oh great! Well, I love yeah, Ashley. I know I love her too, and I was like, girl. It's fighting a losing battle. You know what I mean? I'm like, I love you for doing what you're doing. We've learned now. We, it's it's right a losing battle. So what came out of this footage was these protests, which were peaceful protests to begin with. Um, I have some friends back in Minnesota that I know went. I had one friend that I had very briefly had a conversation with about it. He said that he went and luckily left before the police came. But there have been a few protests since... Tuesday. So I believe Tuesday and Wednesday there have been protests, and last night on Wednesday these protests turned into riots, and they started setting things on fire. And it got to the point where Governor Tim Walz tweeted, the situation near Lake Street in Hiawatha in Minneapolis has evolved into an extremely dangerous situation. For everyone's safety, please leave the area and allow firefighters and paramedics to get to the scene. Uh, There were also there was chopper footage that shows people throwing bottles and rocks at law enforcement with officers responding with rubber bullets, flash bombs, and tear gas. Right, uh, well, city- it should be
0: said that the tear gas came first. Yes, like, yes. Th- that's the thing, is like, y- people want to talk about riots, and they want to talk about looting, and they want to talk about of this course. shit that's happened, but it's like, if you hadn't sent stormtroopers out... Uh-huh. To fuck with protesters, yes. this wouldn't have happened. That's, and also, yes, we that, can have a conversation about how, like, looting, it, if you're going to act like that's not
1: an actual form of protest, yes, it sucks. Yes, there are people taking advantage. Right. Well, that's what I was trying to say is, like, these are these are the things that I'm reading in these articles, and they're talking about these places that are burning down. And in particular, the big thing that was highlighted was Target because Target is as Minnesota as it gets. Like, it's it's the heart of it. You know what I mean? So to see a Target burning, like, it really is, like, This crazy symbolism, and I was reading articles from um, back in the Twin Cities from their newspapers, and it was really interesting to see how people are focusing so much on this damage and this wreckage of property. When really, yes, when they're not focusing, it's, it's so easy to call it a riot or say they're hysterical or to like make them look like the bad guy for just wanting some justice in the world. And it's interesting to me to see you know, they set out a list of like 40 some businesses that have been vandalized. And I'm like, you know what? Fucking good. If it's going to get written up, I, I don't, care. don't care.
0: I don't care. I don't care.
1: And here's I care the if thing. people get like, hurt, my... but I don't care if buildings get hurt.
0: And and well, here's what it is like. Of course, if you have a small business and it gets vandalized, that sucks. But guess what? I bet you you have insurance for your business. I bet you that you do. So there's that, first of all. Secondly, What do you expect to fucking happen? Right. You can't come into people's homes and continually slaughter them in their backyard and then ask for civility. Yeah. Okay? Like, people are not going to be civil with your boot on their neck. Okay? That's it. And nor should they be. I've I've fucking had it with that. And if that's where you want to take this conversation, then you're looking at the wrong part of this conversation. You're not looking at the human lives that are lost over and over. And you know what? That city was already stressed the Mm -hmm. the the fucking black people in that city they've been stressed since philando castile
1: oh yeah i mean the black lives matter movement is actually really big in minneapolis i know a few friends of mine that are really involved with it and that's the thing it's like i have such an idea of you know my superhero friends and how we think and feel which i i understand
0: but the fact that this has happened more than once in this city already is an indication that there's there's Issues that need to be dealt with. And the fact that Philando Castile's murderer, because we all saw that fucking tape, too. Mm -hmm. We saw that video. And the fact that that person got off with nothing and was not convicted either. We don't look. They're like, okay, cool. You were much, much, much quicker to fire these police officers because there were four police officers. They were all terminated. And you were much faster to do that. Than I have ever seen in the past. Personally. I mean, well, they got, They, did it they got caught, so they had. Well, they to got do it pushed. Fast. Yeah, they got pushed, but still, they did it quickly. Eric Gardner, they fucking choked him out, and they took how long to fire those people? So they right. did fire them very quickly. However, that's not enough. Mm-mm. We don't want. We don't just want them to be fired. If this was anybody else, they'd be arrested for murder. Yeah. So. Why the fuck aren't you arresting them? You wouldn't have... You want the riots to stop? You want the looting to stop? Arrest the murderers.
1: Exactly. Do that. Exactly. And this shit wouldn't have escalated and to the point that it did. And that's the shit that's been pissing me off all day. It's, it's everything combined. But when it comes down to it, if people would act like decent human beings and follow the law as it is written with no exceptions, have no one above the law then you wouldn't have these riots and this looting and these people whose hearts are broken. It's just... And people say all the time, you know, I've seen it said a lot, especially
0: recently, because a lot of people are saying, well, you know, not all cops. That shit is all the time. Fuck and that shit. And here's the thing, though. You And I saw somebody tweeted it, and it said, you have 10 bad cops. You have 1,000 good cops who see the bad cops and say nothing. You have 1,010 bad cops. Yep. Because... You need to hold your people fucking accountable, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, this is what's gonna happen. Like, and to be quite honest with you, listen, (laughs) look, peaceful protesting, I'm all for it. I've attended a lot of peaceful protests, but at some point, you can only push a people to. A certain point yep. at some point they are going to say this isn't working okay peaceful protests aren't working because eric gardner's murderers weren't convicted and philando castile's murderer wasn't convicted and trayvon martin's murderer wasn't convicted and we have yet to get convictions for Ahmad arbery's murderers and so you know what at this point maybe they don't want to be peaceful anymore and that's your fault don't put that on the people
1: that's your fault. I mean, to use Keegan's phrase, burn it all down. I don't fucking care. Burn I mean, it down. I mean, I don't,
0: I, I don't want to be this person because I don't like myself this way. Like, I don't want to be a person who feels like this. But at the same time, you have to get angry because mm-hmm. what else... What else is there? Like I can't be reasonable. Mm-hmm.
1: No. I, I, we're it, we're far we're beyond, beyond being reason. reasonable. Yeah, we're far beyond being reasonable, of course. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's again part of the struggle. I'm yeah, I feel like I'm not saying anything poignant at all d- during any of this, which is totally fine. I just feel like I'm I was telling Keegan, I feel like I'm really trying to find my place and I'm really trying to figure out how I feel about this and why I feel that way about it. And I've just felt very confused today. And right before I walked in after work, I had listened to a voicemail that Sean King posted about, uh, or of Brianna Taylor's boyfriend calling 911. And it's about a minute and a half long. And I was already, you know, I I'd been inundated with all this stuff all day it's just been so much information being thrown at me that's all really sad so i listened to this and i was like trying to feel better and i guess max saw me walking from my car to the front door and he was just like are you okay the second I walked in, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? And he's like, you don't look okay. And I just, just like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm okay or if I'm not. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about well, this, which is not about me. You and don't... I'm not trying to make it about me. So again, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> but you don't have to know how you're supposed to feel right now. Like that's okay for you to not know how you're supposed to feel. But here's what I will say. You and all of the other white people who fucking know what's up right now and like what's happening – be vocal. I know you're afraid that you're going to be too vocal, but here's what it is. We tell men all the time on this show, you need to be the person who calls out fellow men. You need to be that voice. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for white people. It's like, you need to be that voice. Right. like, And I know that you do do that, but I know that you also struggle with feeling like you're you're saying too much or it's not your place. And the the thing is, when black people speak about their experiences, it is often brushed off by saying, like, oh, here we go again. You're talking about race again. You're making it all about race. You're trying to be a victim. Mm-hmm. That stuff happens all the time. And we need we need our allies to to step up and put their people on blast. Like, that's I what mean, needs that's, to happen.
1: I it, mean, it, that's comforting. Oh. It's just I would never want to seem disrespectful that's the only thing and I think that's uh, you're allowed to have feelings about this right but you know I just especially this isn't just you and I having a conversation this is something that we put out on the internet for anybody to listen to the last thing that I ever want to do is hurt or offend or make someone angry or make them think that i don't know what i'm talking about and it's just one of those things where it's like it's a confusing uh thing to figure out and i feel like even talking about this i feel like i'm making it about me so we're just gonna move on sure Um, i mean i don't want you to feel that way thank you i don't want you to feel that way because i do want i do
0: want our like white allies our white brothers and sisters to feel like they can stand up and help because that is honestly what that's what we need yeah that's what we need and
1: that's what i uh, what i try to do to the best of my ability i think i'm just trying to figure out uh if i want to become more involved if i want to take the next step what is the the best way for me to do that so we are already starting to run a bit long but i do want to end this on a bit of a positive note and that positive note is betty white so i watched the documentary have you seen it I haven't yet, no. Okay, it's okay. It's more of like a good tribute. I really wanted to know some more like the dirty gossip and more about her life. It was very short, but it was very sweet, very informative. But before I watched that documentary, I read an article on BuzzFeed where it was basically like, everyone's really concerned because they haven't heard from Betty White since the beginning of the pandemic. So this article shows people's tweets uh, in the beginning of the pandemic Wanting to know how Betty was And her rep responds Simply Betty White is fine Whole Whole statement Betty White is fine So we got that In the beginning of quarantine And then nothing Radio silence No updates So after a while, you know, then this documentary comes out and, you know, maybe people are starting to kind of think about her again some more. So tweets started coming in like crazy. She's 98 years old, by the way. How is Betty White? We need an update. We didn't. need, we need an update. The nation will destroy itself when Betty White dies. Agrees. So, agrees? Agreed. So, today reached out and Betty's rep responded and said, Betty is, quote, doing really well, but luckily they do give us a little bit more of an explanation. They said, Betty has a beautiful backyard with a number of wild animals visiting. Two ducks always come by to say hello. They waddle up to her glass door and look in. So she's basically Snow White. Imagine being that loved Yeah, and that then people care that fucking much. And listen to this. She... She owns literally thousands of crossword puzzle books and is constantly doing them to keep her mind jumping. This is really serious with her. Now, I do have to say one thing because I mentioned the documentary and I'm mentioning her love of wildlife right now. I do have to say at the end of the documentary, she donates a lot to zoos. She I love her. She's I know but I don't love zoos. I have a weir- really really bad thing with oh. zoos.
0: Well, yes. Well, it depends on the zoo. Uh,
1: it really L- does. LA Zoo, but she's but she's being recorded feeding marshmallows to a grizzly bear and it just felt wrong to me.
0: Yes. Okay. You yeah. know, that's um, a whole other topic, but
1: I just wanted it, to say it that. Is.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. No. It I me the wrong way. I I I don't go to zoos unless I've very well researched them and they're more of like conservation zoos. Yeah. Yeah. Um other than that, yeah, I don't go to zoos.
1: Yep. So, that's everything. I just wanted to mention that last bit really quick because I just could see in our comments being like well, how can you say? You know zoos are bad. You know yes, this is bad. Of yes, we know. We care about animals very much on this podcast. We are big animal lovers. But at the same time, you know, she she grew up it, with wild animals. And to her, you know, and I think all, a lot of us believed that zoos were doing a lot of really good work. And a lot of people still really believe that. So and she really
0: is from a different generation She's well.
1: 98 years old, people. We got to, you know, give her a little bit of a break. So She's a precious angel. She is too precious for this wor- world. She's just so genuine and wonderful. So hopefully after an episode of uh, a lot of really, really sad things, uh, some Betty White cheered you up just a little bit. If you want to reach out to us at all, uh, if you need some support, if there's anything you want to say, go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. By the way, on my Instagram, she's mad again, I posted my – Coping mechanisms that I use for my anxiety disorder on my story. If you want to read that, that might be helpful to you because it's been really helpful to me right now. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter. We sometimes use it <laughs> at YAMP Podcast. Y A N F Podcast. Let's see. We also have a Facebook business and group page. You can rate and review us on the business page and chat with your fellow listeners on the group page. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And last but not least, if you don't already, you can listen to us on Radio Public. It's a free way for you to listen and it helps us out just a little bit. All right, that's all we have for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to to rate on. Bye.